0: Hello, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. I'm a chiropractor, and I try to give you health advice that is useful, helpful, helpful, safe, and effective. I have no product to sell you, and I have no program to sell you. If you've heard my previous podcasts, then that information is old news for you. But for those of you who are first-timers, you have the information, you know what I'm about, uh, and welcome to the show. Every week or so, I try to pick a topic of health, that's related to health, and try to get some information into your hands that you can use in making better health decisions for yourself. If you'd like to touch base with me or leave a comment with me, you can always reach me by emailing me at betterhealthnowpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, share this with some friends, get this information to as many people's hands as possible. If the information is good, it can only help more people. That'd be great. Well folks, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. We all know what that means. Just give you a little bit of background on Thanksgiving real quickly. In 1863, President Abraham Lincoln declared that it would be an ongoing national holiday. The date was set many years later to be the fourth Thursday in November. Now, prior to that and after Lincoln's proclamation, we did celebrate a holiday at the time for Thanksgiving. It was done at different times. It was done on a national level, on a state-by-state level. It was religious, it was secular. It was a whole bunch of different things, but Lincoln uh, was the first one to declare it, and then uh, after World War II is when it was given its current date of being the fourth Thursday in November. We all have a pretty good idea about what goes on at Thanksgiving, and the one thing that's been consistent from year to year is that there's a huge emphasis on food during this holiday celebration. And the large quantity most of us are going to consume on that day is not a surprise to anybody either. It's probably very safe for us to assume that we consume more fat on this Thanksgiving day, or that Thanksgiving meal, in the form of gravy, or casseroles, or nut rolls, or pumpkin rolls with cream cheese icing, or I'm starting to make you all hungry, aren't I? Sorry about that. Now, all of those foods that I just mentioned and many, many others are very high in calories and fat. Those are foods that are really so good and a lot of these foods we only think about eating at this time of year during these fall celebrations. Unfortunately, what this means because they're so high in fat and calories is that we have a tendency to overindulge in our eating that day even if we want to try to be moderate. Now, some of us don't bother trying to be moderate, but if we aren't deliberate about what we eat on that day, then we are likely to consume three to four to maybe even five times the fat and the calories that we should on that particular day. And I know, some of you are out there saying, it's only one day a year, what's the big deal? Gorge yourself, go right ahead. Now, you're kinda true in that, however, After dinner, there's leftovers, and there's more leftovers the next week, and then there are upcoming holiday parties, and pastries, and cookies, and pies, and Thanksgiving is really just sort of the official or unofficial start to this entire holiday season. So what are we supposed to do? Well, if I tell you avoid the Thanksgiving celebration, you'd call me all kinds of names and you'd also tell me that that's not likely to happen or there's no way in the world it's going to happen. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays too. So I'm not about to do that. What I'm going to suggest is that we find some way to minimize the consumption that we're going to have that day. Perhaps, perhaps that is possible to do. So what I want to try to do with today's podcast is give you about a half a dozen ideas on how we could minimize and keep our overconsumption to a, a, a tolerable level. All right, starting off first thing in the morning, don't skip breakfast on Thanksgiving Day. A lot of folks realize that they're going to overeat on Thanksgiving and they mistakenly assume that they can maybe help their day out a little bit by not consuming any calories for breakfast. There are lots and lots of opinions and research papers out there that suggest that skipping breakfast leads to a higher calorie intake for the rest of the day. Now, if you already know the rest of the day is going to have a higher calorie intake because it's Thanksgiving, why in the world would you want to start off by doing something like skipping breakfast that puts you in a position to eat more anyway? If this is going to be true, why don't we think about getting a good breakfast into us? Maybe eating a healthy breakfast does have what they say, it limits our intake of calories for the rest of the day. What if we choose a low calorie healthy breakfast? Maybe low fat, low carbohydrate, lean protein, maybe some scrambled eggs, maybe an egg white omelet, something like that. Now that sounds really simple to do, actually it doesn't, does it? We've all got Thanksgiving preparations. What you may have to do in order to make this happen is prepare yourself the day before for breakfast, the morning of thanksgiving and i know we've all got a lot on our plates that's the whole idea a little bit of preparation beforehand can get us in a better position to not overindulge by putting a good breakfast into us all right moving on once you sit down for the actual meal hey it's time with the turkey's been cooked and we're ready to go before you do anything pause for just a moment and scope out the vegetables on the table And I'm talking about the vegetables that are not loaded with butter or cream or gravies or sauces. Find those vegetables. Hopefully, they're on the table. Now, be deliberate. Get some of those vegetables onto your plate. It's going to do two things for you. Number one, it's going to limit how much other stuff you can put on your plate. So it's going to decrease the amount of all those other foods that we know are going to be higher in fat and higher in calories. It's also going to give you some good nutritional value as well as some fiber, some bulk for your meal. Eating more fiber and bulk is going to decrease the amount of space that you have in your stomach and you're not going to be able to stuff yourself quite as much. So we're putting healthy food in there and preventing ourselves from eating as much of the food that's not quite as good for us. If you were a person who is doing any meal preparation for that day, think about how you could take those vegetables that you're going to make and make them a little bit healthier for everybody. Make your vegetable side dish a little bit healthier for the rest of the people at the table. Okay, we've had our food. It's cooked. Strategy number three, make sure that the food is away from the table. I know, a table loaded with food looks lovely. It looks like something out of a Norman Rockwell photograph. It makes for a great Instagram picture or a Snapchat picture or something that you put on Facebook but it does not help us with our food consumption on that day. Having food at the table makes it so easy for us to take more. What do we do? Put the food in the kitchen and fill your plates in the kitchen. Take the plates from the kitchen where the food is into the dining room, sit down and eat. That makes it demand a conscious effort on your part to get up, walk back into the kitchen and put more food on your plate. The fact that we have to do that might just slow us down a little bit or maybe even prevent us from making that trip to go get seconds all right so what are we going to say about seconds next bit of advice i only have one word about seconds don't or maybe no is a better word if you were to sit down and take a look at your plate on thanksgiving let's consider the portions that you have on there I would guarantee that almost every single one of you is gonna have at least two meals worth of everything on your plate the first time you sat down. We just fill our plates up because there's lots of great food. Now, there is no way in the world you need, that's the key word there, need, you do not need any more food after that first full plate full of food. But we get mentally so set on having more because it's a holiday, because it's a holiday we're supposed to stuff ourselves and overeat. Maybe you feel like someone went to an awful lot of trouble preparing all this, me- all this food and this marvelous meal and you should appreciate that and show your appreciation by having seconds and overeating if the person that did all the cooking really needs to do a beat down on your health to feel appreciated, then they're kind of missing the big picture for the day, aren't they? So if you need a good reason to hold off on the seconds, I have a great idea for you. Tell yourself and tell anybody else that you're saving room for dessert. Now, before you say anything back to me, let's be honest here, we're all going to have dessert. That's part of what Thanksgiving is all about. Is it pumpkin pie? Is it apple pie? Is it cherry pie? Whatever kind of pie, whatever kind of dessert you have, we're all planning on having it at some point in time on Thanksgiving Day. So go ahead and enjoy it. But if you don't have seconds, you won't be overly full and you will be able to enjoy eating the dessert even more. Before you start for seconds, tell yourself and tell others, I'm gonna save room for dessert, and then go ahead and get your dessert. You will feel better and you enjoy it more. Choose the modest dessert. Tip number five, put everything away. I know all of us have been through this before. The food is out in the kitchen. We walk past the kitchen as we take dishes to the dishwasher or to the sink. We t- throw things into the garbage and there sitting on the counter is a tray of stuffing. Ooh, that little piece right there looks good and you pick it up with your fingers and you eat it. Ooh, look at that piece of dark meat turkey sitting there. You pick it up and eat it. Ooh, look at that little bit of whatever it is and you pick it up and you eat it. Maybe it's just another sliver of pumpkin pie to go with a fresh cup of coffee that you just went into the kitchen to get we are all probably gonna fail if we go into the kitchen and there's food in there, no matter how much we just ate because that little bite right there looks really, really, really good. So we gotta get the food out of our sight. One of the ways we could do this is to use the excuse that food safety, food safety tells us that we should refrigerate leftovers as soon as possible. There you go. You've got a rationale for why you tell everybody else, hey, I'm gonna put the food away now. Once it's in containers in the refrigerator, it's a lot harder for us to get it out and we have to be deliberate about walking into the kitchen, opening up the refrigerator, pulling out a container, opening up the lid, looking in and saying, oh yes, I will have that. Maybe that's another barrier and prevents us from having that little extra nibble that we really didn't need in the first place. Finally, the last thing that too many of us do, we need to change this habit. After that Thanksgiving meal, after the dishes are clean, after everything's put away, we most of us go into the living room plop down on the couch and either watch football or Christmas movies. It depends on your persuasion but that's what most of us do. Wrong answer folks. That's terrible for us. What we need to do is get a new habit. We need to get active. Go for a walk. I don't care how active you've been. Find the level of activity that you're used to and turn it up just a tiny little bit on that day. Maybe you could start the day by going on a walk around the neighborhood. Maybe you could find a local turkey trot or something like that, something that's a, a charity event that you could go help sponsor. You'll feel better about yourself because you started the day with exercise and that you're helping other people by sponsoring some charity event or you're participating in it. If you normally go for a walk in the afternoons, take your normal walk, make it a little bit longer, go an extra block or an extra lap and make it a family fair on this day. Take. Anybody in your house that's willing to go with you, ask everybody individually, do you want to go with me? This way, you can encourage everyone else to get off the couch. When everybody's full and doesn't want to do this, you might have to blame this suggestion on me. I don't care, I got big shoulders. Dump it on me, let them get mad at me. That doesn't bother me. So those are my half a dozen ideas. Uh, And earlier today, when I was mentioning this to some of the folks that I, I plan to do this podcast, I spoke with someone who admitted that she just plans to give in and surrender once Thanksgiving hits. She's going to tank the whole day and the entire holiday season. In fact, she later said she's going to tank the last two months of the year. November and December, she's just given up. There's too many of us that take this kind of approach to the holidays. If you heard my podcast last week, it was all about starting to set some new resolutions in the beginning of November right after the time change. Well, hey, here we are we're closing in on the real holiday season. Now we are likely to be gathering with friends and family during the holiday season. It happens for all of us, hopefully. There's great comfort in sharing a meal or getting together and having desserts or adult beverages with each other. These gatherings can be a marvelous time of fun, of friendship, of fellowship. We get to reconnect with some out-of-state folks or out-of-town folks, Or maybe we invite a neighbor who doesn't have any family left or doesn't have any family with them today. A service member's family, they're away overseas and the the, the family member's left here. Invite them to your house, bring them over, share some time with them. It's a great way to do it. This is a season for us to pause just a little bit. Examine our need to give thanks for the things that we have. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a very, very good chance that you have electricity or probably a cell phone, or maybe a tablet, or computer. And I'm pretty certain that most of us are gonna be pretty well-fed for this season. We need to stop and be thankful about those things, but we also need to take uh, stock of the fact that we have all those things, and how can we not abuse those things? Recently, uh, there was a hurricane down in Florida that we're all pretty familiar with. There's some fires out in Northern California. There was a shooting in Pittsburgh at a synagogue, uh, I have a friend who lives down in Florida area and he got, they got clobbered by that hurricane. His neighborhood looks completely different after the storm than it looked before. Trees are destroyed, basic utilities are gone, homes and other buildings, some of them have, have trees laying on top of them and they can't get into them. His thankfulness is on a much more basic level than most of our levels of thankfulness. His definition of who neighbors are has been radically changed by this event. And helping neighbors out is a completely new thing in his mind now since this has occurred. He was always a wonderful person before, but he sees even more now the need to be neighborly to people and to be friendly with people and to help people out. That's a completely different definition as well. When the lights finally came back on in his house, his appreciation was much greater than any of ours We take for granted flipping a switch and electricity comes on. They were days and days without electricity. It's a shame and it should not take a hurricane or a fire or a synagogue shooting to make us pause and express our thanks. That's what Thanksgiving does. It's a holiday where we're supposed to stop and give thanks. So let's enter into this season very deliberately. Let's be thankful and express our thankfulness everybody that we know. Show that to our friends and our family and neighbors and even people that we didn't think of as neighbors but we'll view neighbors in a different light now. In addition, let's take aim at being healthier this season. We can be thankful for the health that we have. Let's also take some steps to become healthier. Celebration with other folks can be wonderful and maybe we can actually influence those other folks to become healthier also it would be great to be able to celebrate with these same folks again next year. And maybe, by helping them adopt a new healthy habit, we can prevent a major health crisis in their lives, enable them to be here with us next year. So let's enjoy this season, and be able to reflect on December 31st, on the health gains that we made this year, and the improvements that we can make as we head into the next year. Let's do it with our friends, our family, and our new neighbors. Maybe we can drag a few of our loved ones with us on our journey to better health.